wonderful Ian Wallace, and I am joined with your friendly neighborhood, Shelby Frodo, and we will be reviewing some awesome projects. Um, first, we're going to do The Birds of Prey, the movie. I'm going to be going over, of course, just to give you an overview of how it works, we're going to be giving you an overall view um, for, of the movie from, you know, just to people's perspective, then we're gonna be giving you our personal views, what we think about the movie, and then we're gonna give you a fan view of what we think about the movie. After that, we get into the good, the bad, and the ugly, which um, pretty much entails one good thing, one bad thing, and one ugly thing that we either loved or hated about the projects. Um, spoiler alert, sometimes <laughs> the bad and the ugly are not <laughs> bad things, <laughs> so you may wanna pay attention to what we're talking about at the end. Um, welcome back, Shelves. It's been a while. It definitely has been a while. It's yeah, it's a little weird being away for so long, right? Isn't it? We're a little rusty. We gotta we gotta get back into our groove here. But um, uh, shout out to the Madam President Taryn Barber, Justin Cooper, who have been um pretty much filling our slot for us and um making sure that we had some awesome casts while Shelby and I were on hiatus. So shout out to you guys and um, welcome back, Shelves. I'm so excited to start talking about this project. Ooh. Oh, yeah, me too. Like, um, it, it, it was actually, um, I was hard-pressed to see it at first because I saw some of the trailers and I just was not a fan. Um, but, you know, the show must go on. We must do what we got to do. So I watched it, and I'm glad to be here to talk about it. Um, oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, do you want to do the information side of it? Uh, sure. Um, so, obviously, this is Birds of Prey. We all know about Harley Quinn. Um, it was released February 7th of this year. It was directed by Kathy Yon. The screenplay was by Christina Hodson. Uh, some of the main cast, obviously we know uh, Margot Rob Mar Margo Robbie. I, I always mess up her first name. I'm like, is it Margot? Yeah, I, I called her Margot for like the first three times. Yeah. <laughs> the the T always throws me off. Right. But obviously uh, she plays Harley Quinn. Then we have Journey Smollett Bell, who plays Black Canary. Ewan McGregor is the Black Mask. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is Huntress. Uh, Rosie Perez is R Renee Montoya. And then uh, Ella J. Bosco is Cassandra Kane. Um, and some of the ratings we got um, on IMDb, it got a 6.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, uh, it got a 78% from both the critics and the audience. I think that's the first time I've seen the critic and audience give it about the same score. So that's really interesting. Okay. You said it was a 78% they gave it? Yeah, they gave it a 78%. Okay, all right. We hear you fans, we hear you DC lovers out there, or Birds of Prey lovers, or Harley Quinn lovers, or whoever it was that was making those votes. <laughs> was there anything else for the information side of it? Um, that was about it. I figured you'd go ahead and give a quick recap of the summary. Of course, as customary, this is a journey um, taking us to Gotham City, where one um, Harley Quinn is has been emancipated from the Joker. Um, emotionally and in a relationship, they are no longer a thing. And she goes off on a wild, wacky adventure to prove herself and ends up... Um, getting in league and getting involved with some other awesome kick-ass DC characters. And they form, eventually form, um, the superhero group Birds of Prey. 
Um, so that's pretty much a synopsis of how it goes down. Oh, the villain in this in the movie is Black Mask, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, well, not so much because really Black Mask was like the guy in Gotham City throughout most of the books. He was like the overlord of all the gangs and mm-hmm. crime that was happening in um, Gotham City. So it's a pretty obvious choice to pick him, which I thought was kind of awesome. He's not a character that you see get utilized too much, and he's an awesome character. Um, I loved him in the uh, Under the Red Hood uh, cartoon movie. Uh, he was definitely my favorite part of that movie as far as, um, I mean, the Joker was in that movie and Black Mask was a better character. Like, it was it was crazy. <laughs> so, um, shout out to, you know, DC and them creating Black Mask. Um, oh, overall view. Um, this is our the portion of the cast where we give you an overall view from our perspective um, as just moviegoers and people who watch the movie. And then um, we will go into our personal views, which is obviously speaks for itself. And then we will get into a fan view because obviously we're both huge nerds and we like to nerd out. So nerd out with us. <laughs> um, overall view. What do you think, Shelves? What do you got? Tell me. Talk to me. What do you, what do you think about this project? I mean, overall, I was super excited to watch this. I mean, it took me a little while to eventually sit down and watch it because I'm horrible at watching movies until after they're already out of like the theaters and I can watch them on TV but I thoroughly enjoyed this movie especially because I'm a huge Harley Quinn fan and especially having like Black Canary and all these other iconic ladies in this movie I was super excited about especially because in the movies I've noticed that Harley Quinn is more so like a sideline character compared to the Joker so I don't think she usually gets her like her spotlight that I think she deserves. So I was excited to see pretty much an entire movie just about her. And I mean, Margot Robbie is hands down. I don't think they could have picked a better person to play Harley Quinn. Because I mean, just from the comics and then like the animated series and stuff, like she just has the personality down to a T. So watching her like, in live action and being portrayed so well just makes me so happy because I mean obviously people weren't so crazy about the Joker from Suicide Squad but everyone was like yes Harley Quinn was by far like the best okay all right um my my overall view of the movie was um surprisingly was that it was pretty good um as a movie's concerned, you know, you know, like I said, we're just giving you our moviegoers view at this point. So, like, it's it's a good flick to watch. Um, lots of action. Um, the story, if you, <laughs> this one gets a little <laughs> tricky. If you're not accustomed to the characters, the story is actually pretty good. Like, it's it's not really a great story, but it's not it's not like uh, you know one of the more horrible ones that we've. Uh, been exposed to as far as creating comic book movies, uh, etc., pop culture movies. Um, but it, so, like I said, if you're not really a huge fan of Birds of Prey or you, like the characters of Gotham, then it's a it's a great flick as a DC or comic book fan to watch. It, it's pretty cool. I, I guess that's how I got 78. percent Um, did you have anything else for overall view? Um, I think that's pretty much it for my overall view. Okay, well, moving right along to our personal view, where we talk about the movie from perspective of being you know, someone who was invested to see the movie for a reason, uh, albeit that part of that reason was to sit here and review it. 
Um, there are other reasons why I wanted to see it again. So personally, how did you feel about the movie show? Personally, um, I mean, it, it definitely was a good movie. I enjoyed watching it. It had some really good fight scenes. There were just a couple of things that threw me off a bit. Um, the layout of the movie. Um, I understand some people like that style where it kind of like rewinds back and kind of shows you how they got to certain points. But to me, that kind of throws it off. I usually prefer things to be kind of in chronological order, like explain what happened and kind of go forward, where it kind of like jumps you in the middle of a scene. And then it's like, oh, let me explain how we got here and then rewinds back. So, I mean, that, that in a sense kind of throws me off a bit. Like, okay. I, I, I know some people like that sort of thing, but to me, it kind of throws off. And another thing, don't get me wrong, Ewan McGregor is my, is my man, but I'm so used to seeing him as more of the hero that I couldn't really get behind him playing, like, the main villain. It kind of threw me off. Like, I love Ewan McGregor so much, but it was just really bizarre seeing him play the villain when I'm so used to him being, like, Obi-Wan and then like the heartthrob characters so it it was definitely different okay all right that's no that's fair I think that's pretty fair um it was hard to shake that role of him playing Obi-Wan and then to see him you know being a completely different character like you know it, mm -hmm. it, it, it is a little uh surreal to say the very least um mm -hmm. did you have anything else for your personal view um I think that was about it Okay. Um, for me, personally, uh, I'm a, everybody knows I'm a huge Bat Family nerd, huge Gotham City um, nerd. I think it's my favorite part of the DC universe is Gotham City and all the characters um, that entails. So I'm going to wait to give my fan perspective, obviously, when we do the fan perspective. But from a personal view, it was really hard. Like, I, I didn't go see this movie in the theaters. Uh, mostly because I was uh, busy, but the trailers and seeing some of the characters and how they look, it was really hard for me to commit personally to go, you know, run to the movie theaters and see this movie, obviously in support of it being a comic movie and, um, you know, being a patron and adding to the culture and all of that. I, I did, you know, eventually go and see it, but uh, it was really hard personally to... Um, you know, to be, get motivated to go watch this movie. Obviously, I didn't know what I was going to be in for, but I knew kind of from the beginning I wasn't really going to be a huge fan. Kind of like um, when um, the Apocalypse, uh, X-Men Apocalypse came out. Um, just seeing Apocalypse, I just was like, Ugh, what, what have they done? <laughs> what, is, <laughs> what has Fox done now? And um, it's kind of the same kind of feeling for this movie. So personally, it was a little hard um, for me to get motivated to get into it. Um, but all said and done, uh, I did go see the movie. And like I said, it was a pretty good movie um, overall. So it was, you know, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, and that moves us into our fan perspective of the movie. And oh, do I got a lot to say on this. I'm going to kick it over to Shelby. Um, and I'm going to let Shelby do her fan perspective. So, okay. Time for us to nerd out. We're nerds now. We don't have to be uh, reviewers anymore. We could we could we could enjoy ourselves. Talk to me, Shelves. As a, as a okay. fan of comics, as a fan of comic movies, what do you got? I mean, 
obviously, first off, I love, like, just the Birds of Prey, like, group. I mean, obviously, Huntress is amazing, Black Canary, Renee Montoya, and then Harley Quinn. I'm like, they're so phenomenal. The one thing that kind of threw me off in the movie was, I mean, I'm so used to seeing Cassandra Cain already as that, like, deadly assassin, like, skilled, trained, can hold her own. So it was weird kind of seeing her as, like, the, like, a child. Because at first I was like, like, who's this kid that's pickpocketing people? And then they called her Cassandra Cain. I was so thrown off. I was like, what? Like, why, why are they having her play as, like, this child that can't defend herself and whatnot? So that, that kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, I mean, obviously I was super excited to see Black Mask, but then... Obviously, again, that threw me off to having Ewan McGregor play the play the part. I would have really liked to see maybe someone like Tom Hardy or someone with that more like grit play like the main villain. Because every time I see Ewan McGregor, I just think like this hunky baby face. I don't see this <laughs> this deadly person trying to skin off people's faces. I I just couldn't get behind it. Okay. All right, no, that is more than fair and a lot nicer than what I got to say about it. So. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm waiting to see what you have to say. Oh, don't. Okay, this is my turn now. Do I get a chance? It, um, it, it's your turn, Ian. All right, okay, first of all, uh, Cassandra Kane. All right, listen. <laughs> I'm glad we both had the same thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Warner Brothers, who, 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 who was it that produced this movie? I'm gonna make sure um, I direct my 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 disdain at the correct. I I will pull it up right now. <laughs> All right, I need to know who directed this movie, but I believe it was a Warner Brothers um, joint project with uh, whatever other subsidiaries they used to do their um, their cinema. Um, but Cassandra Kane was like the hardest part of this movie for me. I, like when I saw the trailers. And it actually you know, was not Warner Brothers. Oh, yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was Warner Brothers. And then it was also Lucky Chap Entertainment. Yeah, that's one of their subsidiaries that they use for. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they have a few. Um, but Warner Brothers is mainly responsible for this. So we're pointing the fingers project. at you. Yeah, absolutely. Both fingers. Oh, man. Um, okay. There's getting, there's casting a character wrong. You know, they may not look exactly the same way or same height, same weight, or they may be a little bit more pretty or not as uh, gruff as, you know, I can understand all of that. But casting Cassandra Kane as like a 13-year-old pickpocket, <laughs> it's, I couldn't. I'm sorry, it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful to the character. It's disrespectful to all of the people that was involved in creating that character, like Cassandra Kane is probably one outside of like the red hood. And I think maybe sick the signal Cassandra Kane is easily one of the more interesting and badass characters to come out of the bat family in the last 10 years easily. Like not, it's not even close that this is one of the best characters to come out of Gotham city in a minute. And like, they, it's like, they didn't even try. 
It was like they did not even mm -hmm. try to like reach the apex of what this character could be. And that really, really, really got to me. Um, I love Margot Robbie. Um, she plays Harley Quinn great. But I just did not understand why they made this move. Like, they just had such an opportunity to take a great superhero team, um, tell a story, and give, you know, the fans what they really wanted. And then put Harley mm -hmm. Quinn as, like, a front runner in the Birds of Prey was just, like, just very backwards. Everybody knows Canary is, is, the, is the main chick in that um, mm -hmm. group and that she's the one who pretty much is responsible for it coming together. Um, so it's, it's kind of weird to me. Well, her and Huntress uh, together, but more Black Canary was like the aficionado of the Justice League who, you know, validated these women to kind of, and Batman was not a very giving character at the time. He didn't allow superheroes to do vigilante work. Like he would, he would bust up vigilantes too. Like it wasn't mm -hmm. just about criminals. Batman did not allow vigilantes to work in Gotham City. What's like Green Lantern couldn't come to Gotham City and fight crime. It just wasn't happening. You would have Batman completely up your behind um you know trying to get you out of his city like he didn't play it so when canary came to him and was like look I'm, you know i'm I, i've lived in gotham city for however long you know it's my home too and you know i'm gonna defend it as well and for batman to kind of know like all right this is you know this is the this is the combat instructor for the justice league let me not test these waters and let you know let her do what she's got to do and i just didn't see that in this black canary like black canary is such a badass character and it was like Okay, she's this lounge singer from like I, I I just didn't get it. I didn't get it. Um, I think it was a very interesting casting choice. Um, they picked an African American woman, or um, a woman of some type of ethnicity. I'm not really sure if she's African American, but she's definitely of some type of ethnicity. I thought that was kind of awesome. Um, and it didn't really you know diminish the character like whatsoever, make it a big deal. Like okay, yeah, Black Canary's a, a white woman with blonde hair. Um, so it was a little you know it was a little bit of a of, of a change or no i'll say it was a change a little bit of a you know hard, hard thing to grasp but i think overall it was a great choice and she did a great job it's just really hard from the from a fan's perspective to get a hold of you know that those casting choices and and, and why they told the story this way i just think that sometimes they really need to just ask the fans what they want and kind of give them something close to along those lines i'm all for artistic expression but when you're butchering characters to the point where they're unrecognizable like it's just we don't know like we don't need that as fans so please you know do a better job as it relates to some of our more favorite characters please um i i definitely agree because i i feel like especially with dc and marvel movies you should be able like especially for fans like hardcore fans we should be able to like recognize these characters off the bat where like black canary and like cassandra kane i didn't even know who they were until they had said it like, and i was I like the trailer what? i swear to god that was the first thing i asked like, who the fuck are they with those two like first thing i asked because i could not believe that like because i was waiting for them to show a black canary kind of looking character and then a cassandra mm -hmm. kane looking character and when I saw that little 10-year-old Asian girl and then the, uh, you know, the, the, um... I was very confused on how she was going to play a role. And then in the, like, police precinct, when they called her Cassandra Kane, I'm like, wait, excuse me? Oh, I, I, I almost threw my popcorn at the screen. I almost threw my... When I saw that trailer, I almost threw my popcorn at the screen when I saw when they, when they introduced Cassandra Kane. Mm -hmm. Like, I was that mad. I was like, what? Oh, hell no. But 
Like, I, I was hoping they would make make it make sense, but then I watched it, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. Like, it was definitely a missed opportunity. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely missed the mark. Um, so that brings us to your favorite part. Our favorite part. The good. The bad. And the other. Um, this is the portion of our cast where we take, obviously, one good thing, one bad thing, one ugly thing, and we talk about it. Just because it's bad or ugly does not necessarily mean it's bad or ugly. Um, Shelby, what do you got for your good? My good? I would definitely have to say the fight scenes with Margot Robbie, specifically the one she did in the precinct, just okay. when she was shooting off smoke bombs and glitter bombs and just, uh, because I know she's really into doing her own stunts, so watching her do, like, these kicks and jumps and stuff and knowing that she's the one, like, doing this stuff was just so good, and whoever choreographed the fight scenes did a, a really good job. I think the fight scenes was probably what kind of saved the movie for me a little bit and made it, like, watchable for me was that they did have really good fight scenes in this. Okay. Um, <clears throat> good for me. I got a couple, actually. I know. I know. But, Ian, <laughs> you kind of were bashing the movie two seconds ago. How do you have a couple? Because, there's, you know, not everything is bad. You know, there were some good things about this movie. And one of them, well, one of the best things about this movie is shout out to giving Rosie Perez the Montoya slot. Yes. Rosie Perez. Like, I'm talking in living color, do the right thing. Like, Rosie Perez. I'm a huge hip-hop fan. Um, and obviously, I'm into um, Afrocentric movies and things of that nature, uh, being I'm African-American. But, um... Rosie Perez, like this is your this is your Puerto Rican New Yorker, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and it was awesome to see that she got this slot. Like it was, I, I she came, it was out of nowhere. Um, and now you know she's 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 up there in age, or I'll say she's a little more seasoned than when when we remember, you know, her running around doing her thing in the movies and uh, doing choreography and all these other things. But um, it was just kind of awesome to see them pull her. Like, I just don't understand where that casting choice came from. That was a very interesting casting choice. Um, but she played Montoya very well. And um, I just like seeing her in the movie. Like, it was just kind of awesome as a fan of Rosie Perez and all of the all of her works throughout her time, you know, being an actress and a dancer and a professional choreographer and all these different things. Um, you know, just awesome to see her get that nod. And uh, she was she had to move still. You know, she was the... Uh, she was, she was still doing it, you know, doing the damn thing. It was like, okay, Rosie, I see you, girl. You know, pointing a gun and, you know, running, chasing people down and taking her lumps. And I was like, okay, Rosie, I see you, girl. And um, that was awesome. That was awesome to see that. So, um, yeah, shout out to that. That was one of my more good parts of the movie. Um, and an overall good thing, I think, is just the fact that they're – I could see DC really trying and Warner Brothers really trying. Like, the fact that they pulled the birds of prey off the shelf to kind of give them a little bit of spotlight and limelight, which, um, okay, fair, you know, to be fair, the movie, the name of the movie is called Bird, The Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of Harley Quinn or The Emancipation of Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. I forget how it's titled, but obviously this is more about Harley Quinn being emancipated from the Joker and finding her own thing or whatever. And uh, they're using 
the fame and um, notoriety that they got from the Suicide Squad movie and all of that, which, okay, I, I get it. Okay, we, we see the gimmick here. Um, but I just, it was awesome that they pulled the Birds of Prey off the shelf and were like, okay, let's try to give this, you know, notable superhero team of all women, you know, a shot. And I just thought that that was really dope that they did it like that. I mean, albeit it would have been much better if they would help, let me help direct it, you know what I mean? But um, being a project that we got was still kind of awesome just to see that. So those are my goods. Um, Bad. I think we pretty much have the same bad <laughs> in Cassandra Kane. Um, so that's, I, I think, I think we could just mark that for the both of us. Cassandra yeah, Kane, just, just Black Cassandra Mary, Kane, hard for the, me. the questionable casting choices. Right. I think it's, it's both bad for us. Um, did you have any other bads? I'm, I'm pretty sure that that was our, our bad. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, outside of that, I don't think I have anything else that was bad. The story was a little, I mean, at first I thought it was like a little like, uh, you know, cartoonish, the jewelry, uh, they went to diamond, but I like how they tied it into the Huntress's origin and got a chance, and you got a chance to know, learn a little bit about the Huntress's origin story, which I thought was kind of dope. And, um, you know, just how they had different uh, ways of tying in some of the characters through the story. I thought that that was kind of dope. The only thing I didn't get or I didn't understand um, or I thought was kind of bad was just, it would have just congealed a little bit better had they would have added a little bit more elements of Gotham City. It would have been nice to have Jim Gordon drop through, uh, Barbara Gordon. It would have been, oh, it would have been so, how about a Batgirl cameo in the Birds of Prey movie? Yes. What? Oh, where's Ruby Rose when you need her? You know, bring Bat, bring, bring Batwoman in, Batgirl. Like, have some of those other Gotham City ladies make a cameo. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Mm-hmm. You see, you're falling asleep on the bench here. But um, that's about it for my bad. Um, and the ugly. What do you got for the ugly show, um, man, I, I definitely would have to say the writing, just because okay. I'm like, I I feel like the casting choice and stuff was obviously partly because of how they wrote the characters, and so they wrote it as her being like this little teenage girl or whatever, right. but I'm like, some of the stuff was a little, a little weird, like, I know how we had talked about that, obviously Black Canary was pretty much like, supposed to be that like focal point and I feel like they obviously were trying to take the hype from Suicide Squad and pretty much have Harley Quinn obviously be that front runner. I feel like they could have did a Birds of Prey movie without having to make it all about Harley Quinn's breakup. Right. I'm like I, I, I think they easily could have done that. Oh hell so yeah. I just, thought- just their origin and how they came together. The first like couple of issues of Birds of Prey and why they became a thing is is a dope story in and of itself and then you can just throw mm-hmm. harley quinn in there wherever you want you know what i mean like as a movie director, like you could exactly like they they didn't have to tie it around they didn't have to tie it around her being heartbroken about the joker and stuff like that because then i think how they tried to tie in some of the other characters was a little sloppy yeah like because like they it, were it, it just didn't they, work that way like it just it wasn't that wasn't the way they were supposed to do it and it was evident in how the movie and the story played out it's like the birds of prey existentially have nothing to do with Harley Quinn and the Joker breaking up. Like they're, they're mm-hmm. it's just, they just not things that go together. Like I can yeah, they, they, they pretty to... much made it seem like the only reason these ladies got together was because Harley and the Joker broke up when I'm like, obviously that's not the case. So 
So I, I definitely think it was a missed opportunity. The writing was a little sloppy for me, and they were trying to make the characters fit sense into something that really didn't make sense. Okay. So that's definitely the ugly for me. All right. Um, the ugly for me. I kind of got to piggyback off of your ugly first for a second because that's that's pretty much how I felt existentially that they should have made a Birds of Prey movie featuring Harley Quinn and it was pretty much the other it was a Harley Quinn movie featuring the Birds of Prey which I thought was just it just made absolutely no sense like you have three very blockbuster dope characters from DC all ladies at that and it's like you could have just did so much this could have been Charlie's Angels on HGH you know it could this could have been exactly you know what I mean? This could have really been it. And um, and I just feel like they missed the mark there. Um, far as ugly is concerned, and I'm going to, I'm just going to throw this out there because he's one of my favorite characters. And for real, for real, this was like, I, I agree about the casting choice for this character with what you said. But, um, you know, McGregor as um, Black Mask, it was, I just, I was so upset about, like, Black Mask is a dope character. And mm-hmm. he just, he didn't belong playing that part. They they just needed someone with more grit. Because I'm like, don't get me wrong, Ewan McGregor is amazing. Like, Big Fish, Moulin Rouge, obviously Star Wars. Oh, I'll tell but you. But he, he is more so that, like, hero type of role. He's, he's not definitely the not, yeah, He's not he's the Black not, Mask. He's no. not that villain. Obviously, <laughs> he's not someone I envision peeling off faces that that doesn't not make at sense all to me. now i i was um i had a if if if, if you if i'm allowed i had a bit of a casting choice for a black mask that i thought would have been dope being that they had rosie perez in the movie and i was just thinking about my shout out to my latinos and all my latino actors and actresses i was thinking somebody like john leguizamo Oh, that would have been such a good choice. Wouldn't it have been like for him to play back? Because I mean, he he's done both. He's probably well, he's pretty much played everything. But um, do you remember mm. him in Carlito's way as like Benny Blanco? Yeah, I definitely yeah, can see him he, as he, like, that like that Godfather edge, you know role. Exactly. I think he really could have pulled it. Off. It would have been dope to see him because he's got like he's actually a comedian. Mm-hmm. John Leguizamo was actually a comedian. He just he um. He's an actor as well, but he, I think he started with like stand-up comedy and stuff like that and then kind of just started to gradually become a uh, dramatic actor. But um, mm-hmm. it would have been dope to see someone like him um, in that role playing uh, Black Mask or, or just anybody else, really. Just I just didn't believe it. And I think my ugly was the Black Mask only because – and the only reason why he's my ugly is because I love that character so much in the books and in every other media that they've had him in, the video games mm-hmm. – um, the cartoon movies, like they they play this character to a T. And Black Mask is like a very eccentric, you know, wily character. Like this is a guy who, mm-hmm. you know, goes from trying to, you know, Swiss cheese you with automatic weapons to, you know, being such an up close and tough hand to hand combatant that Batman won't allow the Robins to attack him on their own. Like you know, and so he's he's a very versatile character. It, it's and, weird and in the widow. movie. In the movie, I felt like he was more of like a whiny teenager. Like yeah, like sense. like some kind of prima donna. Like, I felt yeah, like he was I, the Kylo Ren of this movie. Yes. Oh my god, yes. 
he was the angsty teenagers of supervillains. It was nuts, and and I couldn't Pretty understand much. it. So I agree one hundred percent with that. Um, and that does it. Um, that's it. We we gave you our good, the bad, and the ugly. We gave you our perspectives on the movie. Um, definitely check it out. We do have a bit of a giveaway for all Ooh, of our giveaway. fans. Oh yeah, you know, got to do a little something. For, you know, welcome, welcome back, something for our, our listeners. Um, I'm oh, going to yeah. be giving away a first um, edition, first printing, um, hologram cover, Dark Knight's Death Metal. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, that It just came out recently. Um, it's already appreciated as a book. It's, I think it's worth like 10 bucks now. Um, but the, the cover price of it is $4.99. Um, we're going to be giving away that. It's by Snyder Capullo, um, Glappian. Glappian. And, um, oh, wow, Placinia. So um, check these guys out, uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal. It's a story in DC Comics, and we're going to be giving you the first edition, first printing, hologram cover. You're welcome. All you got to do is let us know who is your favorite bird of prey. Who's your favorite lady from the birds Ooh. of prey, comic or movie? Doesn't matter. Um, let us know. And we'll also be throwing in a Zorro number one. So we'll pick one person for the Dark Knight's Death Metal, and we'll pick one person for the Zorro. Um, leave us a inbox message, either on Facebook. We'll have, obviously, a post that goes along with the cast um, promotion. So leave us your favorite Birds of Prey on Facebook, or you can see it's on Instagram or whatever media you choose to get in touch with us. Let us know who your favorite Birds of Prey, and you will automatically be entered in to win one of those books. So congratulations. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, for this episode of Amalgam Cast, and um, stay tuned. We're going to have some more awesome reviews coming right up.